Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here, and I'm not only honored but grateful to have the opportunity to share with you all something that I'm super passionate about, and that is creating intentional time in our day, not only to prioritize ourselves, but to get present and also to get ourselves in alignment so that we are the best version of ourselves in order to not only serve our soul, but the others around us. So before I formally introduce myself and tell you all the things about what I do and why I'm here and why I'm talking about this with you guys today, I actually just want to pose a question for all of you to ponder for a quick second. And that is how much time in each day is created just for you and you only. So just take a second to think about in a 24 hour period, how much time is devoted to you and you only? Not necessarily working with others, working for others, chasing after the kiddos, but how much time in each day is for you? And there's no right or wrong answer, whether that is no time, whether that is five minutes in each day, or that's a full hour that you have the opportunity to create for yourself. The purpose behind asking yourself this question is just to create a little bit of awareness about how much time in each day we prioritize ourselves or don't prioritize ourselves. So I just want you to let that sink in and capture that really quickly, and then I will quickly introduce myself and then we'll get into the good stuff, okay? So my name is Jordan Thompson. First and foremost, I am a mama, which I totally should have put a picture of her up here because she's way cooler than me. Um, but I have a two and a half year old named Avery. And I'm also a uh, wife to my husband, Eddie, who actually grew up here in Huntington Beach. So some of you probably went to high school with him or something like that. Um, so Eddie Thompson from Edison High School, Any? Okay, good. So um, first and foremost, I'm a wife and a mama, but I'm also a confidence and empowerment coach. I work specifically with women who really struggle to step out of their shy shell, who maybe deal with a lot of internal uh, insecurities and are really struggling to become this more confident, capable version of themselves that they're kind of dying to be. And so having been through this own transformation myself, going from being a painfully shy little girl that followed me well into my adulthood, into the uh, relationships that I had with friends, into my own relationships with significant others, and into the workplace, that slowly, through the path of personal and spiritual development, helped me really transform my own identity into becoming somebody who identifies with being confident and capable. And I see that there are way too many people, way too many young moms, way too many women out there carrying around these insecurities and these skins that we've put on ourselves since childhood. And that has now become our identity and it's not serving us in the way that we would like. And so it's become this passion of mine through my own personal transformation to teach the tools, the mindset shifts, and the spiritual elements that I've learned along the way on how to help others make that transformation. So that's a little bit why uh, I'm here today talking to all of you, because the topic of creating intentional time has really become the groundwork, the foundational work that not only 
have I implemented in my own daily practice, but with the women that I work with in my coaching programs as well? Um, and it's also sprinkled throughout my, my podcast. I've got a podcast called Journal Theory, which I'll chat a little bit about later if I have time. Um, but yeah, my passion is to help women believe how wildly capable they are and truly step into their most confident versions of themselves. So enough about me. Today, I want to focus on creating intentional time. Now, in my world, this is what I call a morning routine. Most of you have probably heard of a morning routine, but that doesn't need to mean, doesn't need to be a morning routine necessarily for you. We'll get into some other opportunities for you to create this designated time for yourself in each day. But intentional time, in its essence, is an opportunity for you to focus on you and you only, to feed your soul, and really disconnect from the hustle and bustle of our daily lives, of having to gratefully serve others, chasing the kiddos around, but it's an opportunity to disconnect from all of the things around you so that you can connect to the source within you. And it's a place to uh, reflect, create, and release anything that may not be serving you. So why do we need intentional time? When we take a few extra minutes, or maybe a full hour if you get up to that, within your day, specifically in the morning, I'm, in a, I'm a huge advocate of being an early riser and starting your day off intentionally, so I'll refer to this a lot of the times as a morning routine. But when you start your day off that way, you start the day off with intention. You start the day off proactively as opposed to starting it off reactively. And it allows you to actually be more present and be able to focus on your purpose by creating that intention at the beginning of the day. So I'm sure everybody in this room has either woken up to first look at their phone to check their emails or check Instagram first thing in the morning, or maybe we've been woken up with uh, a crying baby, which is okay. Or like my daughter likes to do when she wakes up, she yells from her room, mommy, where are you? I want to talk to you, I want to tell you something, <laughs> right? But when we wake up first thing in the morning and we have something external triggering us, what happens is we start to create a day that is full of reactionary momentum. And we want to create a day where we're actually pre-paving the way we want it to go. By doing that, we set intentions. We signal to the universe, this is how I intend my day to go. These are the types of experiences that I wanna have. These are the type of rendezvous I wanna have with people. This is how I intend to feel. You plan it out, you prepave it, you're proactive. And you also have an opportunity to get present with yourself. And when we have an opportunity to get present with ourself, we also get clarity get clarity in our purpose, get clarity as to what we want to achieve, get clarity as to where we're going, who we want to be. And the best part is, like I mentioned earlier, you have an opportunity to disconnect from all the hustle and bustle and really connect with your inner source, your inner being, God, the universe. It is the perfect time to get present with yourself so that you can receive all the abundance, all the ideas, all the good stuff that is already here for you, you open yourself up to be able to receive that by doing it. And so think of your, your morning routine or intentional time as an opportunity for you to download those ideas, get really revved up for the day, 
and really energized and the ideas and energy that you have gets put into motion and like I said, that kind of creates your day by starting it off that way. So again, if you hadn't figured it out, I'm a huge fan of first thing in the morning intentional time um, because your day is pretty much formed by your first hour. Check your attitude, check your thought, check your heart. So some of you may be thinking, I already get up at the crack of dawn to feed my babies. I already get up. I don't get any sleep at all. Maybe I stay up super late. So the beautiful thing about creating intentional time is it should be totally crafted to you and your schedule and when it's going to work for you. And I actually have a resource that I would like to be able to get out to everybody. I'm not sure how we'll do that, but I'll, 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 okay, I'll send it to you. And it's essentially a, a workbook, a worksheet where you can kind of craft, craft create and craft your own morning routine or designated intentional time. So that could be first thing in the morning. I personally choose to wake up at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday to get in all my things that I'm gonna talk to you guys about today so that I'm starting my day off right and by the time my daughter wakes up between 6 and 6.30, I can totally focus on her and I can be my best self for her and then my employer and then my clients and then the people that listen to my podcast, right? So I fill my cup up first so that I can fill others. Or there may be some of you who really just thrive in the evening and that's okay. I've got some friends that are total night owls. They cannot wake up before 9 a.m., which blows my mind, right? Because it's like, I've already been up since five. Um, they, they have the most energy. They are at peak state when it comes to the evening. And so maybe that's the best time to do this is right before bed. There's this concept that your your current state, your emotional state, or your vibrational state is wherever you last left it. So if doing the things that I'm going to be talking about today, if you do them before you go to sleep at night, when you wake up, you wake up where you, less, you, left, you last left it. You guys get what I'm saying, right? Okay. Um, but if that doesn't work for you, then finding time in your day that does work for you is going to be maybe your lunch, your lunchtime, uh, a mid-morning routine after you drop the kids off for work. And we'll talk a little bit about how this can be a full-fledged hour, maybe like something that I do, or you can simply use techniques to create five to ten minutes that are designated to you. And I think we've probably all heard the saying that if you don't have ten minutes to focus on yourself, you don't have a life, right? So we'll, I'll give you some tips and tools. We're going to go through a lot of different things. But uh, the whole idea is that you create a committed time to yourself on your calendar. You don't physically have to put it on your calendar. But you're committing to yourself just like you would commit to a meeting, just like you would commit to all the other moms in here. You're creating a practice for yourself that you're going to commit and work on feeding your soul and feeding your mind. So... These are a few things. These are kind of what I call the pillars of intentional time because these have been the most impactful tools that I have utilized for years and years having implemented this myself. And I also utilize these with the, the women that I work with. Your morning routine or intentional time can be anything that you want. Anything that is going to help you get into alignment, that is, like I said, going to feed your soul, that is going to feed your mind, stimulate your mind, and also help you connect to yourself and uh, to the source around you. So I'm going to dive deep into each one of these, but just really quickly, uh, first and foremost is journaling. How many of you journal here? Oh, okay. Um, and then the next one is going to be uh, meditation. I'm just curious if anybody here meditates. 
got just the back table, strangely enough. You guys found each other. And then mind food, this is anything that, like I said, is going to stimulate and feed your mind. And I'll dive a little deeper into that. And then to move, physically move your body, the purpose of uh, exercise and bodily movement. So I just want to reiterate that everything that we're talking about here today is not just like a one and done thing. It's a practice that we create for ourselves. Anytime we do something that is a priority in our life, it becomes a practice, right? How many of you here exercise on a regular basis? Good for you, because it's a priority, right? How many of you here brush your teeth every day? If you didn't raise your hand, you're a brave soul. <laughs> right, you do it because it's a priority for you because you know if you brush your teeth once a week, you're not going to be reaping the benefits of dental hygiene, right? You do it every single day. And that's the same thing as creating intentional time and utilizing these tools. It's a practice, and we have to do them regularly to reap the benefits. Now, that's not to say if you meditate or if you journal, you're not going to get anything out of it, right? You might get a little bit of clarity. You might feel a little bit of an alignment that day. You might create a little bit of momentum. But to maximize that, to create a lot of momentum, to get a lot of clarity, to get in big-time alignment with your goals, your desires, with God, all of that happens when you compound it over time, just like working out, right? You can't do one workout session and all of a sudden reach all your fitness goals, right? You got to keep doing it. So it's the same thing. It's a practice. Okay, let's talk journaling. Um, I am obsessed with journaling. My podcast is called Journal Theory, if that gives you any indication. And I think journaling is a little bit misunderstood. I I think a lot of people simply don't know how to journal because there's a, a, a misconception out there that there is one way to journal. So journaling is, in my opinion, probably one of the most powerful self-care tools that you can utilize. It's completely boundaryless, if that's even a word. It's limitless. There's no rules. There's no parameters. It's an opportunity for you to release Anything negative that is taking up space in your head and your heart, it's an opportunity for you to take any limiting beliefs that you may be carrying with you and putting them to rest. And by doing that, by the way, we make space in our head and our heart for better things to come. It's an opportunity for you to create, for visioning, for you to, to picture what this next step in life is going to look like for me, what this next version of me is going to look like, who I want to become. It is completely limitless, but because of that, I think a lot of people get a little freaked out. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, well, I don't know how to do it. What do I write about? Right? You sit there with pen to paper, and all of a sudden there's this, this blankness that comes over you. And that's because there is no rules. But we like to have rules, right? We want to know exactly how to do something so that we can do it right. Well, here's your permission slip that there is no right way to do journaling. It is simply a process for you to process through thoughts and experiences and feelings and be able to channel anything that is coming through you from your source, God, through you from pen to paper, there's literally no limits to it. But I get that that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to motivate every single person to run out of here and go buy a journal and start journaling their hearts out. So I want to give you a couple of 
uh, tips on how you can segue into journaling. So the five minute approach is really helpful and this is not, I did not create this, there's actually a physical journal out there called the five minute journal, but this is a really good um, introduction to creating a practice so that it is something that you would want to do regularly. So the five minute approach simply just starts with talking about three things that you're grateful for today. And we can all come up with three things that we're grateful for, right? The people in this room, the opportunity to come together, all of the beautiful babies and all the little kiddos in the other room. When you focus and, and begin your day, begin journaling with gratitude, it is the, simply the best feeling emotion that you can be feeling. It's the highest that you can get. So you're already creating that incredible momentum by focusing on the things that you're grateful for. And as you're writing those things that you're grateful for, you want to feel it. Because then when you feel it, that can emanate through you and into the rest of the work that you're going to be doing. So writing down three things you're grateful for, and by the way, these first three bullet points really can take you simply five minutes. So if you are on a time crunch, if your morning routine is gonna be a little short, this is a great option for you. The second one would be to write down things that, uh, that make you feel empowered for the day, that are gonna help set your intentions. Affirmations, if you will, or you can call them empowering statements. I do this with my daughter as often as I can. Like I said, she's two and a half years old, and I want these to be so ingrained in her that she grows up believing these things. So some examples, every, every time we do this, we say, I am strong, I am smart, I am capable, I am beautiful, I'm awesome, because you gotta end with something fun. So writing down something that is going to empower you for the day is another beautiful way of simply getting into the practice of writing. And then lastly, what would make today amazing? Writing out that question and doing your best to answer it also does something really special because when we ask a quality question, have you guys ever heard the quality of your life is shaped by the quality of the questions that you ask? When you ask quality questions, what happens is you're kind of signaling to your subconscious to look for things in your day that are gonna bring you amazing things. And so you're setting yourself up for success. You're setting yourself up for an opportunity to experience what actually would make today amazing. And this is part of what I call that pre-paving process. This is how you actually can direct your days to go the way that you want them to. So that's a very simple approach to journaling, and that's what I would highly recommend if you're somebody who has never done it, doesn't do it, or maybe has been a little averse to doing it just because you feel like maybe it hasn't worked for you in the past, is trying that five-minute approach. The next one would be to utilize writing prompts. And writing prompts simply are just those quality questions. They are questions that you can find really anywhere. I mean, you can find writing prompts on Pinterest, you can Google them. I think I've got a couple up on journaltheory.com under free resources. But these are going to be questions that you wouldn't necessarily ask yourself. And it's going to help you process through some specific areas in your life. So you can find uh, journal prompts, writing prompts for body image. You can find them for confidence, insecurity. You can even find them for money mindset. There's a million of them out there, but they're quality questions that you wouldn't necessarily ask yourself, but we're all pretty good 
about talking about ourselves, right? If somebody asks us a question, we're pretty happy to talk about ourselves and, and tell you about all the things that we know. This is kind of like that. You're going to essentially be answering those questions, and as you're processing through the prompts and the questions, this helps you get clarity on that specific area of your life that you're working through. Hope that made sense. And um, like I said, you can find those for every single area of your life. Um, and by the way, I see a couple of you guys taking photos of the slides. Uh, I'm happy to send the slides too if that's helpful in any way for anybody. And then the, the next one would be to free write. And this is what I do every day. I, 95% of the time, unless I'm trying to really focus in on a specific area of my life, is to free write. And that is whatever simply just comes to me, whatever's in my head and my heart that feels like needs to be released or processed through that day, and I just fill the page. So um, again, that is something that comes naturally to me. I've been doing this for a really long time. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's therapeutic. It's Getting, getting out all the stuff that's taking up space within you and getting it out on paper. And here's the thing, is it's completely free. You just need pen and paper, and actually you don't even need that. There is what I call spoken journaling as well, which for those of you who may have trouble writing, if that, that is not something that comes naturally at all to you, sit, sitting in your car and talking all of this out loud or in a quiet space where you're not going to feel censored or feel judged is just as therapeutic. And I do it all the time. I am forever talking to myself in my car. I probably look like the crazy lady on the freeway, but it can be really therapeutic. Next is meditation. Now, I think meditation has kind of gotten a weird reputation over the years. And I also think because it's it's maybe misunderstood or uh, complicated. I, again, think that a lot of people have this conception that meditation, it, there's a very specific way to do it, and we have to get a very specific outcome or else we didn't do it right. And if we don't do it right, well, what's the purpose in doing it? So all that it is, all that meditation is, is an opportunity for you to be still with yourself and get ultra present with yourself by clearing Thought, just clearing your head of thought. And what happens is when we get into a space where we can clear our head of thoughts, we stop the momentum of any negative buildup that's going on in our lives, and we create an opportunity, a platform for positive momentum to start taking force. But the best part, the best part about meditation is that that is an instant connection to your inner being, the universe around you, to God, that is like opening up your antennas to receive ideas, creative nudges, breadcrumbs as I like to call them, that's gonna help you get to the next thing, that's gonna help you get to the next thing, that's gonna help you get to whatever you're manifesting. That's what meditation does. There's no right way to do it. You don't have to feel like you're floating in space. You don't have to feel like you didn't think about anything for 30 minutes. You don't have to sit in a quiet room with your legs crossed and your hands on your lap and saying mantras to, I don't know, weird music. There's no one right way to do it, but it's an opportunity for you to just sit and be still with yourself and basically become that antenna where you're not forcing thought, that you're simply receiving thought and ideas. 
And so there's, there's really two ways. You can do a guided or non-guided meditation. I'm a big fan of guided meditation because you're kind of just walked through the process. And if this is something that you're going to try, and I highly recommend doing it and doing it for a period of time where it, you give it an honest chance, is just finding something that's really short, a five, seven, no more than 10 minute long guided meditation. And you can find these on YouTube, right? Everything's on YouTube. But uh, I do have a couple of resources that I'd like to recommend. Uh, really, really powerful guided meditations that have specific areas of life. Uh, Rising Higher Meditation on YouTube is fabulous. She's got also the most calming voice I've ever heard. Um, the Honest Guys, that's, they also have sleep meditations. And then there, if you want to go a little deeper and get a little bit more scientific with actually, you know, working on a um, energetic head-to-heart connection is Dexter and Alessandra. So I can also include those as well. But I would love for you all to try it and, and try it before judging it. Think of it as almost like silent prayer. It is an absolutely beautiful practice and it's been done for thousands and thousands of years and it has been truly transformational for me in many, many ways. So uh, my one and only tip is just don't overcomplicate it. Even if you need to sit and be still and breathe for like two minutes, that is a perfect segue into, into a meditation practice. Okay, so mind food. This can be anything that really stimulates your mind. So this actually started for me a couple years back my uh, husband, Eddie, at the time, he was my boyfriend. We got uh, moved, transferred out to Chicago for my job. And I found myself commuting around all over Chicago land. And I was in the car hours and hours each day. And I felt like I was wasting time. I truly felt like I was not feeding my mind or really feeding my soul in any way because I would just get in the car, drive around, go from studio to studio, and go back home. And so I, I asked myself, okay, how, how can I just become more productive because I feel like I'm losing time in my day? And I was guided to listening to, first it actually started off with YouTube videos. I was listening to like motivational speeches and things like that, and that became a segue into personal development books, and then business development books, and then uh, spiritual thought leaders. And so this is actually something that I do throughout my day as well to try to maximize my, uh, my, my learning and also my productivity, but this can take place in a lot of different ways. Uh, podcasts, obviously I'm a huge podcast person. Um, this is something that you can utilize when you're putting your makeup on, when you're driving, when you're doing the dishes. Anything that is going to stimulate not only your heart, but your mind is also a great way to start off your day. Because again, we're not reacting necessarily to external things. We're not picking up our phone first thing in the morning and reading some news story that maybe is just going to send us into like this negative spiral you are starting your day off, again, with intention, something that you want to focus on and you want to learn. So uh, my current morning routine, I read a chapter. That's it. I just read a chapter a day of whatever book is currently lighting me up. Um, I would like to recommend uh, Blinkist. There was definitely a period in my life where I did not want to read. I was, I was kind of, I don't want to say forced, but it was it was uh, highly encouraged at my past job that we were always reading books, and they were books that I was not interested in. And so I became 
really resistant to wanting to read books. So I actually resorted to a great app called Blinkist. And essentially, it's like a modern day Cliff Notes. So it takes the major concepts of any book and it wraps them up in a nice little package that takes you anywhere from about 10 to maybe 20 minutes to read through an entire book and still get the benefits of reading through it. So that's a really cool resource and app that you can use if you are short on time or if you're like me, where reading has start to feel like a chore. And then you can find a video about anything on YouTube or in a Facebook group these days. So something that is going to excite you to learn about, jumping on YouTube. Uh, like I said, jumping in a Facebook group, I personally go live every single week in my Facebook group to talk about a number of different topics that relate to self-worth or mindset or building uh, self-confidence. So again, this is just feeding your soul, but also feeding your mind. And do something that you're gonna be excited to tap into. She's like, don't tell me to read, lady. And then lastly is to move, to move our bodies, right? We are physical beings, we are meant to move. This can mean anything as long as we're getting up and we're putting our bodies to use. So whether that is, that is uh, dancing, this morning, I literally got up when I was about 5 a.m. I put my headphones on, and I turned on uh, Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling, because that's my jam. And I danced around my living room, because I wanted to start this day off with a really high vibration and to be in an incredible space so that I could show up for all of you. So utilizing something that's going to light you up and really give you the opportunity to move your body. Because what that also does is it manipulates the energy within your body. And you can take a stagnant energy and turn that into pure excitement and pure joy in an instant simply by shifting your physiology. So the utilization of dance, um, even going out and walking in nature, bonus points for nature. Um, yoga, stretching. Sorry, my slides got a little funky there, they're all one word. Uh, maybe that's a full-blown exercise session, lifting weights. Y'all aren't lifting weights. Come talk to me afterwards. Um, and then trauma release therapy I have up there. I'm not going to go into that, but it is, it's a very simple kind of exercise that you can do to release any negative tension that is actually stored within your body. Uh, it can be something similar to like massage if you've ever experienced any, anything like that. So really it's just getting up, putting your body to use, and again, starting the day off feeling incredible because... After you, let's just say after you work out, you always feel good, right? You never, you, again, have you ever heard the statement like you never exercise or you never regret exercising, you never regret doing that because you always feel good afterwards. And that's really the purpose of doing this is, is making sure that you're starting the day off feeling good so that you can maintain that feeling throughout your entire day. So I know there's at least one person in here that's like, this is great and all, but I don't have the time. Like, I don't have the time to get up. I don't have the time to do this late at night. I am absolutely swamped, and I totally get that. So what we're gonna do here, we're gonna do something together that is gonna give you some in-the-moment techniques that if you simply have five to 10 minutes within your day, which we do, you can put these into motion, okay? You guys wanna do them? Okay, we're gonna do them. Okay, so. I understand there are some babies in laps, so this might be a little uh, tricky for some of you, but what I would love is for everybody to close their eyes. And we will eventually be standing up, so give, your give yourself some space to stand. 
So everyone close their eyes so that we're not uh, focused on our neighbor. Our neighbor's not focused on us. You're not worried about them watching you. But what I'd like you to do is simply just take a deep breath in, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's do that again. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And we're going to keep breathing like that, but on this next one, I want you to really expand your belly as you breathe in, relaxing those muscles, let it expand. And then on your exhale, allow it to contract back in towards your body. And just keep breathing like that for a moment, trying to release any tension in that midsection as you inhale deep through the nose and exhaling out through the mouth, letting all that air come out. Keep breathing like that, breathing in through the nose, filling your belly up with air, and now your chest up with air. Hold it for a second, and then release all the air from your chest down to your belly. And we're gonna do that a couple more times. Keep breathing. Let's do two more together, in through the nose, out through the mouth, and last one, in through the nose, out through the mouth. So keep your eyes closed, but just start to breathe normally. Now, what I'd love for you all to do is carefully, while keeping your eyes closed, is stand up. Place your feet hip width apart and continue to breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. However, you don't have to do such intentional breath. Feet hip width apart. I want you to drop your arms so they're just hanging loose by your side. And roll your shoulders back. Good, and just relax them. We just don't want them crouching forward. And now I want you to imagine that there's a string attached to the middle of your chest and it's slowly being pulled up towards the ceiling and raising your chest up towards the sky. And see if you can stand up a little bit taller. Raise your chin up ever so slightly. And now I want you to think about something that feels empowering after I say, I am. What is that? Is it, I am strong? I am capable? I am beautiful? I am worthy? I am an incredible mother? I am grateful? What is something that feels good? And I want you to say that over and over in your mind as if you're about to scream it at the top of your lungs. And let that feeling course through your body. Just take a mental note of how you feel right now.
Now I want you to place your hands upon your heart, whatever feels comfortable, whether that's one hand or two, and I want you to feel it beating. Feel the life force that flows through you every day coursing through your body. How incredible is that? And now I want you to think about how grateful you are. What's something in your life that you can truly feel grateful and thankful for? Is it the women in this room? Is it the baby in your arms? Something, anything, any person, any event, something that you can truly feel extreme gratitude for. And just hone in on that. Let that delicious feeling just wash over you. Take a deep breath. Exhale. Let's take one more together. Deep breath. And exhale. Good. You can open your eyes. And I just want you to take a moment to, to notice how you feel. How do you feel? Relax. Do you feel worried? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel like you need to go, go, go and do, do, do right now? This is just a small, you guys can sit. This is a small, quick, easy technique, which is actually a number of techniques that we did that you can take five, 10 minutes out of your day to get present, get intentional, and set the course of your days. By the way, we did a number of things there. Breath work is truly transformational. Just simply changing your physiology when I had you stand, stand proud, and practice those affirmations or mantras in your mind. And then it's not listed up here, but of course, practicing gratitude, which if you're going to do any of those, breathe and practice gratitude, because that'll instantly get you into a beautiful place. Oops, I did that. Sorry, guys. Create your days and create your life. I truly believe that. And by implementing, whether it's any of these, one of these, or all of these things that I've talked about today, and doing it as a practice, I promise that you'll see a beautiful shift, even if you're in an incredible place now in life. You'll see even more momentum and shifts happening for you, as opposed to to you. Okay. I don't know if we'll have time for questions, but if we do, I'd love to take them. Unless I went over, because I have no idea how long that took. Okay. Okay. Um, if anybody has questions, I'd be happy to take them. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, oh, yes, yeah. So the question was... Um, what types of meditations do I recommend, right? So I, I, I suggest starting with guided meditations and you can find some really great resources on YouTube. And those channels are 
rising higher meditation, which I think is a, probably a really good place to start because there's, there's some super simple ones on there. And the honest guys, they've got some great creative visualizations as well as guided meditations and sleep meditations. And then one that's a, a little bit more in depth um, is called Dexter and Alessandra. Yes, I, thank you so much for bringing that up. So, um, what was your name? Allison just brought up a, a great app that I actually remember using years ago to get me back into the process of meditation. It's called Headspace. So they're 10-minute meditations. I believe the first 10 are totally free just to kind of get you into the rhythm of it. And then after that, it's like a membership. But um, that's a great one. Insight Timer is free. There's, I mean, there's an app for everything, right? So a lot of great free resources out there, but I highly suggest starting off with guided meditations. And then um, when it comes to journaling, the question was what type of questions? And we want to ask empowering questions as opposed to disempowering questions. So for example, a, I think a default of ours is why is this happening to me? Why is this not working out for me? Uh, why am I not getting X, Y, Z? So by shifting into a more empowering question of how can this work for me? How can today be amazing? How is this working in my favor? What is this teaching me? That sort of thing. Welcome. Anything else? I actually wouldn't tell them to do anything. I would lead by example. Um, I, I think that people often don't respond as well to being told to do something, but when they see somebody reaping the benefits of, of them doing it, then they'll be more inclined to want to take up that sort of practice or some of those, those things. That's just personally what I'd do, especially if it was somebody super close in my life. Any other? Yes. That's a great question. Um, so I've actually been coaching people for 11 years in some facet, uh, whether that was with athletics. I was a personal trainer for years. I coached uh, other managers for years. I, I started my podcast last May, so May of 2018, and I launched my coaching business early this year. So that part's a little bit new. Um, but I've been on my own path of personal and spiritual de development for about seven, eight years. So I've been picking up lots of tools and learning from a lot of mentors for quite some time. Any other? Yeah. One hundred percent. Lots of stops, stops and starts to uh, creating a practice, like any other practice. You're going to fall off the wagon, right? There's definitely going to be days where you either just forget, or you don't set an alarm, or you are so tired at the end of your day that you're like, I'm just going to sit back and watch Netflix instead because I've done it. We all do it. Yeah, absolutely. The key there is to not beat yourself up about it because that's not going to do you any good. It's just simply get back on. And what, with the resource that I'm, I'm going to provide for all of you with creating your own morning routine or intentional time is 
creating one that's actually going to make you want to get up and out of bed to do it. Something that's going to be inviting and exciting and something that you feel like, yeah, if I actually do that, I'm going to feel really, really good. So I think that's also a key too, is not to try to adopt somebody else's routine, right? I gave you a lot of uh, uh, tools that you can implement, but if you're really feeling like there's something else that you want to incorporate in your routine, then do it because that desire to do it is inside of you for a reason. Yeah. One more, if anybody has one. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, Okay, so podcast is Journal Theory. You can find that where all podcasts live, on Spotify, on iTunes, or even journaltheory.com. It is a combination of personal development, mindset guidance, and I also have a lot of everyday women coming on the podcast to talk about their transformational uh, experiences that they've had, whether that's been through infertility or weight loss or all kinds of things. So um, that's that's a podcast. I have my Facebook group, which is Shy Girl Bye. It is really geared towards creating more self-confidence and saying goodbye to that inner shy girl. So you can just search Shy Girl Bye on Facebook. And again, I go live every single week, a couple times a week to talk about uh, a multitude of topics. And then and if you want to come hang out with me on Instagram, it's just Jordan P. Thompson, and that's Thompson without the P. And then if for some reason you want to contact me directly uh, at journaltheory at gmail.com, or you can always just send me an Instagram message. Thank you guys so much.